This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to Multi-Level Mondays, a weekly series all about pyramid schemes, Ponzi schemes, multi-level marketing, and other forms of business fraud. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're going to be talking about an MLM that's come pretty heavily requested despite their being fairly new and without a ton of information about them, 31 gifts. They're also just called 31 pretty frequently among my sources and online. So I'll be calling them 31 today for the sake of consistency and simplicity. And to just be frank here, 31 is kind of, well, a train wreck. I do wanna put a little disclaimer here at the front of the episode to say that as I've stated in the past, you can believe whatever you want, religiously, spiritually, whatever, as long as you're not infringing on anyone else's rights. I am going to be criticizing this MLM and the way that I personally think it manipulates sellers, especially Christian sellers using biblical verses and values. I'm not saying that anyone is wrong for being a Christian, just that using faith to promote a pyramid scheme is well, a bit troubling. I am sure most of you probably knew that, but I feel like I just need to put that out there anyway. In case you can't tell from that disclaimer, we are in for one hell of a bumpy ride. So buckle up and let's get right into it. There's a fair bit of information online about the founder, Cindy Monroe. However, I'll be the first to admit that it's not necessarily the most reputable or at least not completely recognizable sources. Since they do seem to corroborate one another though, let's take a look at what we can find. Apparently, Cindy Monroe graduated from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga in 1994 with her bachelor's degree in business administration and marketing. Yet she's seemingly always had a passion for, or at least a draw to MLMs. As one source claims, as a little girl growing up in Hickston in the 1980s, Cindy Monroe would buy candy at a neighborhood gas station and sell it for a profit to her older sister, Christy. Even back then, Cindy had an instinct for marketing, buying only candies that she knew her sister would be unable to resist, even after a markup. She was my best customer, says Monroe. When she attended college, she hosted Pampered Chef parties as a side job. A short while after graduation, Cindy worked in product development at a company called Unum. Unum is a life insurance company. They're not an MLM and their reputation is a bit mixed depending where you look. Cindy worked there for some time before. In 2003, she got the idea for 31 Gifts. Back in 2003, when we started 31, our vision was to provide a vehicle for women to do and be more for their families and for themselves. We set out on a mission to make women feel celebrated, encouraged, and rewarded for who they are. It's hard to believe that bringing this vision to life started so simply, with just an embroidery machine, a bag, and a whole lot of faith. 
Apparently, family and job responsibilities made it difficult to find time to visit new boutiques popping up around town where she lived with her husband, Scott, a musician and Baptist pastor and her two children. According to Cindy, she recognized she wasn't the only one with this problem. So she decided to start her own direct selling business, 31 Gifts, where she would sell bags, purses, and other accessories. And I know this might sound dumb and I'm sure we'll get into it later with the products, but how does this solve her problem? Like how does this business actually solve the problem? Like she made it clear that her issue was, I don't have enough time to stop at a new boutique near me. So her solution was, I'm going to start an entire fucking company and not only a company, but a direct sales company with the most basic plain purses made in China. And that's how I'm gonna support people. Like how? And I don't know, maybe I'm missing a piece of the puzzle here, but that's literally what articles about her have said, that women who didn't have time to shop at small local businesses and boutiques were the people she was trying to cater to. And as for the name 31 Gifts, it comes from a Bible verse, Proverbs 31. The actual section itself is incredibly long, but the entire portion describes a woman working hard, being praised by her husband and children and surpassing others. It ends with this little charmer. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Again, I'm not about to sit here and criticize a Bible verse. You believe what you want and you know whether or not the Bible verse is even accurately translated or not is a different story, but you know, that's what she wants to go with. So that's what we're working with here. That said, I do think it's a bit odd that Cindy would use this in order to promote a company. Like it implies that this MLM, this business model, this is proven to target the vulnerable and make people lose money 99% of the time is work that would bring someone praise. There is nothing to praise about this business model. I mean, I read the verse, the work is described as speaking in wisdom, opening arms to the poor, working with eager hands, providing for a family, purchasing a field and planting a vineyard. Nowhere does it say she recruits others so that she may profit from their loss. The name aside though, she started 31 gifts in the basement of her home in Saudi Daisy, about 17 miles north of Chattanooga. She faced plenty of skepticism. Kathy Smith, a friend from Monroe's church, became her first employee working in Monroe's basement alongside both Monroe and her then partner, Julie Sutton, whose role with the company decreased in later years. Smith recalls a conversation with a UPS delivery man who came by Monroe's house back in those days. He said, is this one of those garage businesses, recalls Smith, who remains involved with 31 Gifts today as a member of the sales leadership team. I went, yes, sir. And he said, yeah, it'll probably never make it. I really wish I got that guy's business card to go, hey, do you remember what you said to me that day? Unfortunately for the people, often women in this particular case that fall victim to these scams, Cindy was right. And the business did begin taking off. In 2007, the business settled into a 40,000 square foot warehouse in Chattanooga, a far cry from Cindy's basement. Kathy Smith credits this with 31 gifts being more personalized because you can monogram names and phrases on the products. And of course, Cindy being a pastor's wife didn't exactly hurt either. That's not even me drawing conclusions. They do say that company's religious roots paid a massive role here. In 2009, the company reported $38 million in revenue. Four years later, that leapt to $760 million, making them the fastest growing woman-owned business in the world. And they were in fact growing so rapidly that they had to actually implement a recruiting freeze and not allow any new signups for weeks in order to allow their facilities time to even catch up. 
One source here says that the average consultant makes about $6,000 annually, even if that's not typical. Their income disclosure says very different, however. I'm not sure how they got those numbers, but yeah, we'll get into that. The point is here, Cindy and her business was growing quickly. She gained a new location in Columbus, Ohio, and found a supportive environment for her business. Ohio may not be quite the MLM mecca that Utah is, but it's incredibly familiar with MLMs as well, as it's home to pure romance, just jewelry, green organics, and more. 31 seemed to fit right in. They did have a few struggles with growth, especially around 2016, 2017, and the amount of consultants dropped nearly 50% around that time. Sort of hilariously, but one of Cindy's earliest employees said that some people just left because they had to go get jobs or whatever to support their families. So they left this incredible opportunity at 31 to go get a job. Maybe it's because, you know, 31 isn't a real job and it probably wasn't paying bills. How can Cindy advocate for this company when her own employees say, oh yeah, people were leaving because people needed real work? Still, in the past few years, the company seems to be increasing again. And even though they aren't at those peak times, there is an increase once again. According to Cindy, they also have a new Dallas area distribution center and plans to grow West as well as internationally. I really feel like it's a win-win, says Monroe, who launched initiatives targeting Latinas and African-Americans in 2018. There are so many Latinas here in the US that are already selling for us that have families in Mexico. So as soon as we open up that opportunity, they'll be asking their cousin, hey, would you love to sell 31 and make some extra money? I swear, whenever I hear about a company targeting the Latino community, all I can think about is Herbalife. And it gets me so incredibly frustrated knowing how they go after immigrants purposefully and that they may not understand what kind of opportunity is actually being sold to them. Still, the finances are something we'll get into in just a moment. Anyway, now that we've got a pretty good idea for who this company is and what they're about, let's start taking a look at these products, any reviews they may have and the controversy they've been in. While some of the complaints about 31 do have to do with the company itself, quite a lot of them are actually about the products. I obviously don't own any 31 products. I know that's pretty shocking and nor am I well-versed in the world of purses and handbags per se, but even I know that these prices are gonna be absolutely insane by what I've already been seeing. You know how like when you go to the grocery store, they sell those reusable tote bags for like a couple dollars and how like, if you really wanna go all out, you can buy like a set of collapsible reinforced ones for 20 bucks, like with the little wheels on it. So you can just roll it to your car. Well, get this, a single large reusable tote bag is anywhere from 18 to $48. And those $18 ones are like the fold away totes that I've seen businesses give away for like two bucks maybe. And the reinforced totes are at least $38, twice the price of these reinforced totes that you can easily find online for one. I've seen them sold in sets of three for $20. Like seriously, they're six times more expensive for a tote bag, but their founder is going to claim that they're on you know, the low end of retail, like babe, no. If 31 is trying to be the name brand of tote bags, fine, I really don't care. But acting like they're affordable and saying their gifts are less expensive than their competitors is just ridiculous. Seriously, this article from Biz Journal that came out in 2012 said that their average product sells for $20, but the only products that I'm seeing that are under $20 are what look like to be cheaply made pouches that frankly look like they should be from Five Below. And if you don't know what a five below is, it's kind of like an elevated dollar store experience. It's like a tiny step above since their objects are typically $5 or less. 
And Five Below, by the way, has a cosmetic bag for $5. That's sort of like a marble white with gray tone with the words, you make me blush in it in gold. And that's $5. And that seems reasonable to me for what it is. Yet this little tiny camo pouch is 16. So how is 31 the low end of retail? Anyone can charge what they want for their products, like fine. It's just the lying about the affordable claims that I find eye roll inducing. As for the reviews, let's read a few. After all, with this cost, the product should be high quality, right? Well, Kay said, the fake leather handles straps on the tote bag is peeling and flaking. This product is nothing more than Chinese junk. Marcienne also wrote to the BBB and said, I purchased a bag about 10 months ago, recently noticed that the interior liner is peeling and splitting. Very disappointed in this bag as it was costly. When I contacted the company, they advised that the bag must have been put in the washing machine. That's the only way this would happen. I received no satisfaction, no compromise. Advised that there is a 90 day return policy. Perhaps I should have also purchased a liner for the bag. This is not a product that I would purchase again. Marissa Kay also wrote, a worse quality for a product ever. There's only a 90 day return period. So when my bag ripped from the seams six months later, I was told I was out of luck. Who sells junk and then doesn't stand by it? There's plenty of other reviews about how the consultants handled matters as well. Stories about customers that complained only to try and be sold more products or just outright ignored. A consultant, Deborah, even complained saying that she placed an order for her customers in August. As of writing the review in mid-October, she still had not gotten her order. It's embarrassing to have to tell your customers that their order still isn't in after almost a month, Deborah wrote. Hilariously, 31 did actually respond to her and said that a representative from consultant support would reach out and they hope you continue as a 31 customer. Even Deborah's own company called her a customer. And I just find that a little funny. I thought she was a business owner, right? Well, another consultant, Mel, also complained of shipping issues. I think you get the idea here though. They have a one-star rating on the BBB, and while there may not be hundreds of reviews, it's about impossible to find anything remotely positive about them either. In fact, the only real person I have seen listed for why people buy these bags is because they do offer the ability to customize them. They have small designs like an anchor, a baseball, a few animal faces and things of that nature that you can put on the bags. Then you can add a line of text underneath. It's pretty basic stuff. However, since you can't easily find this at conventional stores, that's what's kept 31 in business. Otherwise, based on their price and quality alone, it doesn't seem like they would have actually lasted. According to one source, as such, the type of products that this company offers does give consultants an advantage. Customers cannot easily go onto Amazon or another source to get the same product. Additionally, if people tried to buy the products from another source, they wouldn't have the option of customization. I suspect the quality of the bag is strongly connected to the type and the price. For example, purses are fiddlier involving zips and tend to have less rugged material. So those items would be more likely to break than some of the large totes from the company, which are basically large bags with handles and tough fabric. The issue of quality is a major problem if you're a consultant. It could easily result in lost customers and decreased profit overall. If the company had good customer service, then this would help to reduce some of the issue. However, reviews on the company's service in this area are mixed. All of these issues would make the process of making money through the company that much harder. All in all, their products seem like a gamble. It might fall apart, but I guess for what it's worth, you could get a few personalized touches if that matters. Now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about their shady activity, both from the company and from the community around it. 
One interesting bit of controversy that 31 found themselves in is through their charity, 31 Gives. I've talked about charities connected with MLMs before, but if you aren't aware, these charities are often used as a selling point with little other benefit. They may partner with beneficial charities or questionable ones, or the charity may throw the retreat to help people and call it a day. It's a bit of a mixed bag, generally speaking. They're pretty meh to say the least. 31 Gives, on the other hand, fell into controversy with their sellers because they indirectly donated some of their funding to none other than Planned Parenthood. This sparked a ton of backlash because, well, they're a Christian charity and a substantial amount of the Christians tied to 31 were upset. According to an April 2012 article, Abby Johnson, the pro-life former Planned Parenthood abortion facility manager, first exposed the connections between 31 Gifts and Planned Parenthood partners in a Life News blog post and Susan Michelle Tyrell of Bound for Life Youth Pro-Life Organization followed up with more information on the connections. Among its contributions to Planned Parenthood affiliated organizations are the YMCA, consistently on Life Dynamics Planned Parenthood funding list, Girl Scouts, which has close ties with Planned Parenthood, and some very explicit sexual teaching, and the Women's Fund of Central Ohio, which not only funds Girl Scouts, but also brags about its Planned Parenthood funding, Tyrell said. Without question, 31 gives its funding to places that provide abortions. 31 replied with a very lengthy statement, a part of it reading the following. 31 Gives has not provided any direct funding for Planned Parenthood or any other activities outside of the scope of our mission. But Tyrell calls the statement a funding shell game that provides indirect support for Planned Parenthood. This funding shell game has been an issue for pro-lifers for a long time. Recently, the biggest public appearance of it was with the Susan G. Komen Foundation supporting Planned Parenthood, she said. All along, Komen has asserted it gives money to the abortion provider for breast cancer screenings, not abortions. We have reported on the issue of fungibility of funds many times. It's impossible, of course, to donate money to a place that provides abortions and not add to their funding. That's the shell game. Move it around a bit and put it in the right accounts. But the nature of funding is the more money someone has for one thing, the more it frees up money for another thing. Tyrell says 31's founder, Cindy Monroe, according to its own website, sits as an honorary member at the Ohio's Heartland Girl Scout Council, even though the Girl Scouts has connections with Planned Parenthood. And another group, the Women's Fund of Central Ohio, directly donates to Planned Parenthood, Tyrell indicates. In other words, even if 31 isn't giving money directly to Planned Parenthood, they're giving money to organizations that support Planned Parenthood. And the thing is, I've got mixed feelings on the situation. First of all, Planned Parenthood does so much more than abortions. Whether or not you agree with them, they're just not an abortion clinic. Let's make that clear. Secondly, sure, I think providing money to Susan G. Komen is an absolute joke. I have an entirely separate episode on them, so I'm sure that won't come back as a shock to any of you. But third, my issue isn't that 31 has indirectly provided money to Planned Parenthood, but how shady they've been about it and how they claim one thing but do another. So the thing is, even though I personally am not offended or upset by 31 indirectly giving money to Planned Parenthood, if I put myself in their religious consultant base's shoes, I can kind of see why their employees would feel betrayed by the company. Again, this isn't something that I'm bothered by, but I can at least try to understand why that would have sparked controversy with such a, you know, religious base. 
As for their other behavior, many argue that it's been questionable at best and downright cultish at worst. I know that calling an MLM a cult is often overused, but at times it's just the best word to describe these so-called businesses. And at 31, that is absolutely pretty damn close to the case. One website called Cult Marketing goes through a few hallmarks of a cult and how 31 lines up with them, the first of being their point of view. The first example is how 31 is not only based on rigid ideals and beliefs, but how often in opposition to an enemy. The reject the haters mindset is definitely common in MLMs, 31 being no exception. They also have a defined hierarchy, as cult marketing explains. Many cult brands are based on the vision, power, and personality of its leader. Cindy Monroe is the highly visible founder and vision keeper of 31. She has deflected offers from financial investors because she wants the purity of her vision to remain intact, not to be influenced by ROI and other objectives. She claims she did not do this for the money and she and her claim are authentic and believable. Cindy is also the front person on the website and at their events and has almost legendary status with the consultants. There's also love bombing, community building, and stories of those that speak out against the company being ostracized. As one former seller says, you are going to be chastised and told you aren't a Christian if you dare speak out and or criticize the company. You are going to be told that you should lie to your customers and put a positive spin on anything that goes wrong with goofed up orders, et cetera, even when it's apparent the company is totally wrong and has major problems. You are going to be told to stress the Christian aspect of the company and then told to do things such as only putting the people who say they will have a party into your drawings for door prizes when you say anyone can win. Here's the thing, I was successful at 31 Gifts. Although I did in advance, I broke even in my year with selling their product, which is what I thought I'd do in my first year. I was successful, but the stress on my ethics and beliefs wasn't worth the money. In the year I was spending with the company, the product quality went way down, the customer service also did. When every order has a problem, I'd say that is a big warning sign and there was nowhere a consultant could go to complain or vent. There is a group for consultants, but only positive things are allowed to be said. If you've been in an MLM, please don't think you're stupid. And yes, I do believe it's important to do research before joining, but these MLMs are designed to prey upon people. I do hope that this former seller is doing better and that for many former sellers that may be listening or watching this, depending on where you're hearing this, that you don't beat yourselves up too badly. You can learn and grow from experiences like these. Now, before we continue on to discuss the lawsuits involved with 31, we're gonna take just a quick moment to hear from today's sponsor. We all shop online and we've all seen that promo code taunt us at checkout, but thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupons is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and some I didn't even expect to be totally honest. A few of you may know that I'm actually gonna be starting a luxury brand line soon for like ethical and sustainably sourced homemade products. And it's taken me, I think at this point, like a year and a half of research just to make sure I get my supply chain right. So I was doing some research at one of these new wholesale stores and I was actually purchasing stuff and Honey popped up and I was like, why is Honey popping up here? And sure enough, money saved. Like what? I didn't even expect that. And I was like, thank you, Honey. They saved me like 500 bucks, by the way. But anyway, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Here's how Honey works. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite stores and when you go to check out, the Honey button just drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons and just wait there for a few seconds while it tests out all the coupons. And then if it finds a working coupon, 
it matches and that's it, prices drop. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be just straight up missing out on savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the channel. And I've been using Honey for many, many years now, and I highly recommend this. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com MLM. Again, that's joinhoney.com MLM. As for the less shady and more black and white behavior, we do have a couple lawsuits to go over. So let's take a look at those. The first I could find was from Mish Bag, another bag company that sued 31 for selling bags with interchangeable outer covers. Mish did have a patent, but the lawsuit was eventually voluntarily dismissed when Mish realized that they didn't have enough of a case against 31. Another lawsuit was from Pieri, a digital marketing agency that worked for 31. And according to that case, Pieri provided 31 gifts with a software platform and access to the Salesforce marketing cloud for customer data. The parties had a contract that governed their business arrangement, a master services agreement supplemented by two statements of work. After Pieri allegedly failed to send a significant portion of marketing emails for an April, 2017 sales event, 31 Gifts terminated the contract by sending a formal notice of termination. Piri demanded immediate payment of past due invoices totaling $289,772.20 and 31 Gifts refused to pay them on the grounds that they were not the sums due under the contract and instead were for extra work hours that 31 Gifts did not approve. Pieri then suspended 31 Gifts access to the SFMC application and the account, which meant that 31 Gifts could not communicate with its sales consultants and customers or enroll new customers. So to summarize here, Pieri hadn't sent out marketing emails, 31 fired them, and Pieri said, okay, well, you know, pay me the quarter of a million dollars you owe me first. A couple of years after this was fired, Pieri recovered over 100,000 for their consulting services, but the case, generally speaking, didn't give either party exactly what they wanted especially since Peary did breach the contract by demanding extra contractual fees, not following fee dispute procedures and threatening to terminate access to their Salesforce platform. Neither came out looking squeaky clean in this lawsuit, to be honest, but if I had to choose who looked worse, well, it's hardly a surprise that I'd say 31 gifts. I don't want it to sound like a kid saying, you know, they did, but to some extent, this whole issue started with 31. If they paid Peary to begin with, it doesn't sound like this would have happened in the first place. And the company probably would have gladly sent out those marketing emails. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? They would have been getting paid at that point. All right, so as brief as that was, it's time to move on to our favorite part of looking at any MLM. What are their numbers like? Can you actually make money with 31? Well, no. Plain and simple. Over a fifth of their consultants earn less than a dollar a year, and that's not including operating expenses. So we can say definitively that by their own numbers, at least a fifth of their sellers lose money. That number is probably higher, given that distributors often spend quite a bit of money on the MLM they're a part of, whether because they have a stash of products at home or because they buy it to use it and take photos with, such as Monet and other supplements. Since 31 is a party MLM like Pure Romance, Tupperware, and plenty of other MLMs that we've discussed, you better believe that these consultants have quite a lot of products on hand. Just to briefly speak on their party structure, one source explains, the party structure is interesting and it can also be limiting. This structure means that your income is connected to an amount and size of sales within a given party. So for a physical party, you would collect orders during the party and then send them off at the end of the party. Your commission, bonuses, and any other factors are then calculated from the success of your party. 
However, the structure does make it harder to make individual sales. In this case, the base commission rate is 25%. This can be increased up to 34% with volume-based sale bonuses. However, you still need to move up in the ranks to hit those sales bonuses, and we'll come back to those ranks shortly. If you only plan to focus on sales, then you're going to be limited to a 25% commission rate. Thankfully, you don't need to purchase and resell the products. Customers order these through catalogs or through your website instead. That being said, 31 Gifts does offer a 40% discount on products that you order personally. Some distributors might choose to order that discount and then resell the products for more income. Doing so could get you in trouble from the company. Any sales made this way wouldn't count towards your rank requirements either, and your customer service could be problematic if there were any issues of the products. The discount might be nice, but it doesn't help consultants much unless they're ordering products for themselves. It's a little strange to me, and it rubs me the wrong way when you realize that these consultants could literally make more money buying and reselling their products on their own than actually selling through the company. It just doesn't seem like a great way to incentivize an employee, at least in my opinion. Their income disclosure also reveals that about 85% of the consultants earn less than $1,000 a year and around 96% will earn less than 3,000. Generally speaking, if you want to actually earn a living wage and be above the poverty line, then you have to be in the very top 1% of this company. So to make a long story short, chances of earning a living through this company are as good as none. This doesn't stop at income claims from rolling in though. Tina or Truth and Advertising has an entire webpage devoted to 31, as they do for many MLMs they come across, according to their article. Between June and November, 2017, Tina.org investigated every company on the November 29, 2017 Direct Selling Association membership list and found that more than 97% have made or are making, either directly or through their distributors false or unsubstantiated income claims to promote the company's business opportunity. It's not as if these claims only existed in 2017. Tina has consistently discussed deceptive income claims and the harm they do over the years. They're a fantastic source for that. The point is that 31, a company that's on the Direct Selling Association, uses their DSA status as if to make them appear more legitimate. If you look at the bottom of their homepage, they'll say that they abide by DSA ethics, but frankly, DSA is nothing more than a lobbying group that protects MLMs, not the consumers. 31 is no exception to this 97% rule as they make false claims too. Another point I found interesting in their MLM disclosure is that when they state that their MLM doesn't require consultants to maintain inventory, in fact, they prohibit this practice. And you know, I'd really have no choice to believe them if not for the fact that there's footage of the inventory former consultants stating that, you know, they're relieved that they don't have the pressure to sell everything that's just sitting in their basement, countless boxes filled to the brim with random inventory. So either this former consultant, a YouTuber that goes by the name Lola Geek was breaking company rules or this is far more common practice than 31 wants to let on. Not to mention Lola's experience with the company is pretty eye-opening as well. According to her, she was required to make $200 every three months in order to stay active. She typically threw four parties a year to meet that goal, but didn't really go above and beyond and says throughout her video that she just wasn't motivated by the company anymore. So she slowly started to make less and less. Even so, Lola insisted that she would always manage to make that 200 because she wanted to stay active, even purchasing products for herself to do so. If she didn't have the sales goal by the beginning of that third month, the company would email her and let her know and Lola would ensure to meet the 200 goal in time. 
Yet in May, 2018, the company just deactivated her account. They gave her no heads up before they did so. And it was in the middle of the month at that before the final cutoff for her sales requirement. What an absolute garbage way to treat your people. Unfortunately, this MLM still seems to be growing. Even if they aren't nearly as bad as some of the others we may have talked about, it's still upsetting to see any predatory company succeed. According to NBC4, as of 2019, the company announced it was moving its national distribution center to Texas towards areas with significant potential, such as the Southern US and Mexico. So it really does seem like they're going to be targeting those communities Cindy mentioned earlier after all. Other sources, however, paint a very different picture of the story. One claims that they're leaving Columbus not due to expansion, but because their lease wasn't being renewed. It was an obstacle turned into an opportunity according to Smart Business Online. I'd hardly say an MLM really qualifies for a website called Smart Business, but that's beside the point. Yet, despite this being Cindy's vision, Cindy's company, she's actually stepped down from her position as CEO. One source states, Cindy Monroe will step down as CEO of 31 Gifts, but maintain a role with the company, passing the torch to Elizabeth, former CEO of Jamberry and executive at Newskin. Monroe founded 31 Gifts in the basement of her Tennessee home in 2003, specializing in bags, accessories, and personalized gifts. Additionally, Tracy Britt Cool, who worked closely with Warren Buffett as a key deputy at Berkshire Hathaway, will take an ownership stake in 31 Gifts. Though Canbrick, the investment firm Britt Cool leads, she will become a partner and owner with founder Monroe. This is incredibly disconcerting to me. Newskin is notorious and Jamberry, well, they're not so great either. I've talked about both before too, and Jamberry was mentioned in the Color Street episode for those of you that may have missed it. This company is either going to crash and burn or grow massively and hurt thousands more with the way they target others. And I'm kind of willing to bet on the latter, unfortunately. But that is the story so far about what's happening with 31 Gifts. So that is going to bring us to the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure that you are liking, following, and subscribing so that you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes. And if you want any more information from me or to connect with me outside of these episodes, make sure to go to my Linktree link in the description box. It's going to have all the links for my social media, my Discord server, like Twitch, any projects I'm involved in, all that good stuff will be there. So thank you all so much for making it to another episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I love you all and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. I am equal parts.